Today we're talking about one of the most popular, most go-to, most widely accepted investment strategies, the so-called flight to quality. We'll explain that theory, we'll talk about why the traditional theory falls apart in 2021, and what asset managers can do instead to drive success. So this is a fascinating topic, and with me to dive in, RealPage Chief Economist Greg Willett and Industry Principal David Palachek, two multifamily pros who've been in the business for multiple cycles. So Greg, we'll start with you. For those with short memories or who weren't around in the business for past cycles, would you explain the flight to quality theory and the associated investment strategy? Jay, the general thought here is that you want to have the best asset in the best location during an economic downturn. In that situation, you can discount your rents and attract move-up renters who will upgrade their housing from nearby not-quite-so-awesome projects. You take a hit on pricing in that situation, but you outperform the market as a whole when it comes to occupancy. So, Greg, in past recessions, did that strategy work as intended? Yes and no, depending on what caused the recession and what general industries and specific types of jobs took a hit. But overall, I'll say the strategy worked more frequently than it didn't. Looking back at the real estate and finance recession of 2008 and 2009, occupancy held up better in the luxury properties, while the declines were bigger in middle tier and bottom end projects. While rent cuts came first in Class A developments, the drops worked throughout the rest of the market as well. Now, that same premium pattern registered in the previous recession that started with the tech sector bust in 2001 and 2002. Okay, so now let's fast forward to today, the 2020-2021 period. That math doesn't quite work as well, does it? Uh, it does not. And looking at the past decade, we experienced a big shift in the price point relationships between classes of product, a new development that was focused on luxury high-rise and mid-rise buildings in urban core settings and the most expensive suburbs, so that really drove up the Class A price point. Nationally, the average monthly rent for Class A units climbed to about $500 more than the price for a Class B apartment at the start of the 2020 recession. Now, falling Class A rents have brought that difference down to roughly $400 a month right now, but that still means we're asking potential move-up renters to spend quite a bit more than they're currently spending. The price difference between Class B and Class C units averages around $250 a month right now. Um, it's a smaller gap, obviously, but renters in Class C properties already spend pretty big shares of their incomes for their housing. Yeah, and it's hard, obviously, to offer enough concessions to overcome a gap of $400, $500. Uh, so, Dave, let's bring you into this. Let's talk about the implications for asset managers and property managers. First, let's talk about those Class A-plus properties and lease-ups. Leveraging concessions to lure people out of older properties nearby is a standard tool in the toolbox in times like this. So, what can you do instead? Yeah, Jay, I think the most important thing for Class A-plus plus, uh, A+ assets and lease-ups is to be strategic and balance short-term gain with long-term stability and value. Uh, we see too many properties that are offering huge concessions on new leases and yet no discounts for existing residents. This is proving to be kind of a losing strategy that is damaging both short-term occupancy and long-term rent. Our advice here is first, focus on what you already have. Keep the back door closed. Focus on retaining residents you already have with your exceptional service and thoughtful approach to renewal pricing that isn't incentivizing your residents to truly shop around. Second, Prioritize those qualified leads when they come in 
and do whatever you could to get those leases signed without giving up more than you really have to. At the same time, stay disciplined with that lease expiration management and continue to get granular with this overall approach down to that overall unit type level. And David, you mentioned concessions, and we'll be talking more in depth on this in our next video in the 21 Insights series. But what's your take on properties that traditionally have relied on concessions to draw people out of uh, cheaper properties? Well, there's no uh, short of opinions here on this topic. Uh, we can always uh, we always advocate for bottom line effective pricing over concessions, and we certainly think the data backs that up. But we understand some operators prefer concessions for a variety of reasons. Let me say this though, and, and here's the disclaimer, be careful. Uh, concessions often are large discounts, sometimes equating to the equivalent of about an 8.6% reduction in price. Think your one month concession here. Big, den big discounts may buy you occupancy, but ultimately hurt you down the road if too many of those concession rich leases expire in a short period of time. Smaller calculated specific rent decreases based on supply and demand fundamentals often have similar leasing effects without the gouging of the overall rent roll. Ultimately, if you decide to use a concession-based approach, that you really ensure that the discounts that you're providing renters signing on those new leases, they're able to afford that targeted rent when their leases expire. Otherwise, you're going to have kind of a bigger problem down the road, particularly in a no eviction environment. It's also important to know your real competition. You're not going to draw a lot of qualified traffic from class B or even class A minus property with rents that are 20 to 30% below yours. And, and what about class B and class C properties? Uh, what's your strategy in those assets? Yeah, I mean, as Greg said, this is unusual territory, particularly in the class C, which is a which in a normal recession would be desperate to buy some overall occupancy. But right now, those are largely full. So our advice here is to follow the fundamentals and look for those signs of normality. You know, trust the data and throttle up where you can. This really is your opportunity to get strategic on those renewals, increase that overall resident engagement and happiness, and look to be opportunistic. But remember, it's all about that balance. So ensure that you look to how that renewal pricing is going to impact retention and thereafter that new lease demand for those units that may decide to give notice. Uh, retention is going to likely drop a bit. That's OK. But getting granular, evaluating what's working and uh, will really allow you to unlock some of that re overall revenue in your rent roll. Thank you, David, and thank you, Greg. And thank you to everyone for watching, for following along in our series of 21 Insights for 2021.